Today is the 8th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we continue forward on our journey through the scriptures this year. And we are in the portion of the year where things get more busy in our lives, right? We're in the holiday season moving toward Christmas, but we're also in a portion of the scriptures where we're moving through territory very rapidly. Most every day between now and the end of the year, we'll have a brand new book to jump into. And we'll talk about all of them as we move through. And speaking of moving through, we've been moving through the book of Hosea. We will conclude the book of Hosea today in the Old Testament. And then when we get to the New Testament, we have brand new territory. We concluded 3rd John yesterday. We will read in its entirety the book of Jude today. And so we'll talk about that when we arrive there. But first, let's move toward the end of the book of Hosea. We're reading from the New Living Translation this week. Hosea chapters 10 through 14 today. How prosperous Israel is. A luxuriant vine loaded with fruit. But the richer the people get, the more pagan altars they build. The more bountiful their harvests, the more beautiful their sacred pillars. The hearts of the people are fickle. They are guilty and must be punished. The Lord will break down their altars and smash their sacred pillars. Then they will say, We have no king because we didn't fear the Lord. But even if we had a king, what could he do for us anyway? They spout empty words and make covenants they don't intend to keep. So injustice springs up among them like poisonous weeds in a farmer's field. The people of Samaria tremble in fear for their calf idol at Beth-Avon, and they mourn for it. Though its priests rejoice over it, its glory will be stripped away. This idol will be carted away to Assyria, a gift to the great king there. Ephraim will be ridiculed and Israel will be shamed because its people have trusted in this idol. Samaria and its king will be cut off. They will float away like driftwood on an ocean wave and the pagan shrines of Avon the place of Israel's sin will crumble. Thorns and thistles will grow up around their altars. They will beg the mountains, bury us, and plead with the hills, fall on us. The Lord says, O Israel, ever since Gibeah there has been only sin and more sin. You have made no progress whatsoever. Was it not right that the wicked men of Gibeah were attacked? Now, whenever it fits my plan, I will attack you too. I will call out the armies of the nations to punish you for your multiplied sins. Israel is like a trained heifer treading out the grain, an easy job she loves. But I will put a heavy yoke on her tender neck. I will force Judah to pull the plow and Israel to break up the hard ground. 
I said, Plant the good seeds of righteousness, and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. But you have cultivated wickedness and harvested a thriving crop of sins. You have eaten the fruit of lies, trusting in your military might, believing that great armies could make your nation safe. Now the terrors of war will rise among your people. All your fortifications will fall, just as when Shalman destroyed Bet Arbel. Even mothers and children were dashed to death there. You will share that fate, Bethel, because of your great wickedness. When the day of judgment dawns, the king of Israel will be completely destroyed. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and I called my son out of Egypt. But the more I called to him, the farther he moved from me, offering sacrifices to the images of Baal and burning incense to idols. I myself taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by the hand. But he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. I led Israel along with my ropes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck, and I myself stooped to feed him. But since my people refused to return to me, they will return to Egypt and will be forced to serve Assyria. War will swirl through her cities. Their enemies will crash through their gates. They will destroy them, trapping them in their own evil plans. For my people are determined to desert me. They call me the Most High, but they don't truly honor me. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Adma or demolish you like Zeboim? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. No, I will not unleash my fierce anger. I will not completely destroy Israel, for I am God and not a mere mortal. I am the Holy One living among you and I will not come to destroy. For someday the people will follow me. I, the Lord, will roar like a lion, and when I roar, my people will return trembling from the west. Like a flock of birds, they will come from Egypt. Trembling like doves, they will return from Assyria, and I will bring them home again, says the Lord. Israel surrounds me with lies and deceit, but Judah still obeys God and is faithful to the Holy One. The people of Israel feed on the wind. They chase after the east wind all day long. They pile up lies and violence. They are making an alliance with Assyria while sending olive oil to buy support from Egypt. Now the Lord is bringing charges against Judah. He is about to punish Jacob for all his deceitful ways and pay him back for all he has done. Even in the womb, Jacob struggled with his brother. 
When he became a man, he even fought with God. Yes, he wrestled with the angel and won. He wept and pleaded for a blessing from him. There at Bethel, he met God face to face, and God spoke to him. The Lord God of heaven's armies, the Lord is his name. So now, come back to your God. Act with love and justice and always depend on him. But no, the people are like crafty merchants selling from dishonest scales. They love to cheat. Israel boasts, I am rich. I've made a fortune all by myself. No one has caught me cheating. My record is spotless. But I am the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in Egypt, and I will make you live in tents again, as you do each year at the Festival of Shelters. I sent my prophets to warn you with many visions and parables. But the people of Gilead are worthless because of their idol worship. And in Gilgal, too, they sacrifice bulls. Their altars are lined up like the heaps of stone along the edges of a plowed field. Jacob fled to the land of Aram, and there he earned a wife by tending sheep. Then, by a prophet, the Lord brought Jacob's descendants out of Egypt, and by that prophet they were protected. But the people of Israel have bitterly provoked the Lord, so their Lord will now sentence them to death in payment for their sins. When the tribe of Ephraim spoke, the people shook with fear, for that tribe was important in Israel. But the people of Ephraim sinned by worshiping Baal and thus sealed their destruction. Now they continue to sin by making silver idols, images shaped skillfully with human hands, Sacrifice to these, they cry, and kiss the calf idols. Therefore, they will disappear like the morning mist, like dew in the morning sun, like chaff blown by the wind, like smoke from a chimney. I have been the Lord your God ever since I brought you out of Egypt. You must acknowledge no God but me, for there is no other Savior. I took care of you in the wilderness, in that dry and thirsty land. But when you had eaten and were satisfied, you became proud and forgot me. So now I will attack you like a lion, like a leopard that lurks along the road, like a bear whose cubs have been taken away. I will tear out your heart. I will devour you like a hungry lioness and mangle you like a wild animal. You are about to be destroyed, O Israel. Yes, by me, your only helper. Now where is your king? Let him save you. Where are all the leaders of the land, the king and the officials you demanded of me? In my anger I gave you kings, and in my fury I took them away. Ephraim's guilt has been collected, and his sin has been stored up for punishment. Pain has come to the people, like the pain of childbirth, 
but they are like a child who resists being born. The moment of birth has arrived, but they stay in the womb. Should I ransom them from the grave? Should I redeem them from death? O death, bring on your terrors. O grave, bring on your plagues, for I will not take pity on them. Ephraim was the most fruitful of all his brothers, but the east wind, a blast from the Lord, will arise in the desert. All their flowing springs will run dry, and all their wells will disappear. Every precious thing they own will be plundered and carried away. The people of Samaria must bear the consequences of their guilt because they rebelled against their God. They will be killed by an invading army. Their little ones dashed to death against the ground. Their pregnant women ripped open by swords. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. Say to him, Forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you our praises. Assyria cannot save us, nor can our war horses. Never again will we say to the idols we have made, You are our gods. No, in you alone do the orphans find mercy. The Lord says, Then I will heal you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars in Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. My people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. O oh, Israel, stay away from idols. I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I am like a tree that is always green. All your fruit comes from me. Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right, and righteous people live by walking in them. But in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. Okay, so that brings us, that brought us to the conclusion of the book of Hosea, which now leads us to the opening, and we'll read in its entirety, the epistle or letter of Jude. And as we read Jude, it's, it's possible that it'll sound familiar. There are many, many, many biblical scholars that accept the concept that Second Peter and Jude are related to each other. Maybe more particularly, it's thought that Second Peter imitates Jude's letter. 
And if that's true, well, then Jude predates 2 Peter. If 2 Peter imitates Jude. And that would put Jude somewhere probably in the mid-60s AD. If that's not the case and they're not related, then Jude could be all the way to the end of Jude's life, maybe somewhere like 80 AD. But who is Jude? And that has been, like many things, a debated thing. The traditional consensus among scholars is that Jude, at least the Jude who wrote this letter, was the brother of James and Jesus. And even though he was a brother of Jesus, Jude wasn't an apostle and he didn't believe in Jesus during Jesus' ministry. Looking for other clues, it's like not clear who this letter was to. Jude says he's writing to all who have been called by God the Father who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which could mean anybody who believes at any time. So we can certainly say like we fall into that category so we can certainly apply the letter uh, of Jude to our own lives. But if there are similarities between 2 Peter and Jude, then Jude was likely writing to the same people Peter was writing to. That would have been displaced believers who were fleeing persecution or had been sent away in the diaspora, had been exiled and taken away to foreign lands in generations past. Uh, the main exiles being the northern kingdom being exiled to the kingdom of Assyria and the southern kingdom being exiled in Babylon. Something really interesting about this letter from Jude is that he was he was planning on writing a letter. He was just planning on it being a completely different letter than the one he wrote. Which certainly makes us wonder, like, what was the letter he was going to write? But he had to write a different letter than he was planning to, and we'll see that in the letter itself, because he needed to deal with a false teaching that was widespread among the churches. It's not the first time that we've come across this issue. And so, since we have seen this issue from several authors and uh, in letters to several different places, we can see that this was kind of a widespread assumption and a bit of an early church problem. And that was basically how mercy and grace works. The teaching of grace, God's grace for us, the unmerited favor that is given to us by God as a free gift, not as something that we can earn, is like a foundational understanding in Christianity. God's grace is a gift. Some early believers began to think, that's pretty awesome, because now sin has no claim to me. And it can't get any claim to me. And so, because of God's grace, because there's nothing I can do to earn it, I shouldn't even try. So this must mean that I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want. God's grace covers all things. There really is no sin to worry about anymore. 
And Jude opposes that thought, as did everyone else who was dealing with the issue. And then finally Jude closes his letter reminding believers that false teachings, this isn't a new concept. This was predicted. This has always been going on. And that believers in Jesus need to build each other up and strengthen each other by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when dealing with brothers and sisters who it, who it seems have been deceived, then that was to be met with caution, but also mercy. We're going to read the entire letter of Jude right now. And Jude is the second to the last book in the New Testament, which means that tomorrow we will begin the last book of the Bible. We have plenty to go in the Old Testament. We have plenty to go in the New Testament. But we will be reaching our final book, the book of Revelation, tomorrow. And so there's really only one other book in the New Testament that we'll need to talk about. And we will do that tomorrow. But for now, the letter of Jude. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. 
But these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them, and so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them? For they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money, and like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They are like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. They are like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They are like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, Listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others to get what they want. But you... My dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's Spirit in them. But you, dear friends must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into His glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time, and in the present, and beyond all time. Amen. Psalm 127 A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem A psalm of Solomon 
Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. Proverbs 29, 15-17 To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. When the wicked are in authority, sin flourishes, but the godly will live to see their downfall. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. Father, once again, we thank you for your word. It's something that we feel grateful for every single day. And we thank you for it most every single day because we're grateful. Such a gift, such a tangible thing in our lives that can speak into the very recesses of our souls. We are deeply grateful. And we thank you for all of the complexions and new territory that we are experiencing day by day by day. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead and direct us, that we would be able to encounter what it is that you have for us, and that it would stick with us even as we move through a rapid portion of the year. We love you. We adore you. We worship you. We lay our hearts before you. We humble ourselves before you. You alone are God. You are the only hope. And we ask because you've promised that your Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth as we continue this journey through the scriptures. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That is home base. It is the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. Unless you're using the Daily Audio Bible app and that puts it in the palm of your hand. And it's Christmas, and it's hard to miss. It's Christmas time. The seasons, they come, and it's crazy how busy and fast it all goes, and then it's over, but we're in the thick of it now, and so there are a number of Christmas things going on in the community here. The Daily Audio Bible Christmas box for 2022. It's packed full of goodies for you to keep and for you to give away, and you can find that in the Daily Audio Bible shop, either at dailyaudiobible.com or using the app by pushing the drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner and then clicking shop. 
And in the shop, you'll find a Christmas category, and that is where the family Christmas box for 2022 lives right now. And so check that out. Secondly, uh, our annual Christmas party is coming up, and we're looking forward to that and putting that all together. And so this is kind of getting down to last call. If you want to call in your holiday greetings uh, to the community that you've been journeying with through the Bible this year, you can do that by pressing the hotline button in the app or by dialing 877-942-4253. And both of those methods should sound familiar. We talk about them every day. That is the prayer and encouragement line. It just doubles for about a week a year as the uh, as the holiday greeting line as well. And so that's what's happening right now. Call in your holiday greetings if you want to participate and be included in the uh, 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 annual holiday party that we have in the Daily Audio Bible community here around the global campfire. And then lastly, holiday music for you to stream. You can stream Jill's uh, Oh Holy Night single, which she sings beautifully. Just look up Jill Parr and Oh Holy Night, wherever it is you stream music. And then there are a couple of albums, Family Christmas, uh, which you can find by looking for my name, or Christmas Time, which you can find by looking for Maxwell Harden's name. Three uh, soundtracks to incorporate into the soundtrack of your season and include the Daily Audio Bible uh, and the community in that. So check those out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you. Humbly thank you as we approach the end of the year for your partnership. We would not be here if we weren't a community around the global campfire and that's just the facts. That's just true. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. And so thank you humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you are using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement or holiday greeting right now, you can hit the hotline button in the app or dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. This is Sustained by His Grace Alone. I originally wrote this for my 94-year-old father, but adapted it to address those in our dad family who also have the experience of years. We have Piano Man, Victoria Soldier, God Smiling Peter, Blind Tony, Diane Olive Brown, many others. Too many to mention, but please keep calling in. We do miss your familiar voices. What does getting older mean to you? The years have flown by. Now what do you do? Experience of years is so needed now, so share your wisdom with others. But how? Shine the light of the gospel while you still have your breath, before eyes of the lost close permanently in death. We are all our sinners, but the difference is whether we're his with a lowercase h, or whether we're his 
with a capital H. People need to know the truth, not just in old age, but also in youth. You've shared the gospel through the years. Only God knows who had receptive ears. But one day you'll come to know that too. Future results of what you continue to do. The Holy Spirit unites us no matter what. We hold tight to him, whatever our rut. Stay faithful and joyful. So far, so good. You're an example for others who also should. Perfect? Oh no, but that's okay. I thank God for those who have helped show the way. Shalom, Daily Audio Bible. This is Dwayne from Wisconsin. All praise and glory to our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank all of you, all of you, that have prayed for my children. I received a, a phone call yesterday, it's December 25th, so it's on the 4th. And I was so concerned and nervous that my son wasn't doing well that I didn't even answer the call. Because last time, which was, you know, over a year ago, he was somewhere where I couldn't help him much. Well, I got up in the morning and there was a message and he said, Dad, I'm doing okay, but I got some news for you. So I just got off the phone with him and he is doing fine. He has a place to stay. He has food. And I'm so proud of him because he's helping other people out that need help. He's helping out people that are in misfortune, knit, but uh, needs somebody there to help and care for him. For them, so he's, he's doing odd jobs, running errands for him, helping them out. But more importantly, the last time that my wife and I saw him, there's this young lady who said, "Yes, he could spend a couple of nights with him, her, excuse me." And she's someone who has been taking people in on occasion. Well, apparently, she liked Nathan so much that she actually proposed to him which makes me feel really happy because she seems like a, someone he needs in his life with a good head on her shoulders. So again, thank you all. God bless. This is Marissa in Southern Ohio calling for the guy who was the last caller that was aired on December the 3rd, uh, who's going through a lot and just feels so lost, angry and alone, and just is praying a lot and doesn't know, you know, kind of what to do and is, has stuff out of his control. I just wanted to make you aware that it feels like when I was listening to you talk, imagine what it would be like, you know when you're on a, in an airplane and you're below the cloud cover and everything is dark and gray. You know the sun is up there, but you have to break through that cloud cover for light to come out. And I think that cloud cover is just the enemy kind of nitpicking at you and, and um, making everything seem gray and cold and dreary and making you feel alone like that. Obviously, I don't know all of your circumstances, so there is a chance that you, you know, there maybe is something in the natural world happening there, but it feels to me like this is absolutely spiritual warfare. Um, and so in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the enemy that's operating in this man's life. I command the um, forces of the enemy to go now in the name of Jesus and leave him alone. I speak a declaration of life, beauty, peace, um, community over this man's life. God, I pray that you will allow him to see the light that will shine through that cloud cover. Um, help him to keep directing his prayers to you. Um, show him signs that you're there. 
And in Jesus' name, I just bless you, sir, with um, all the goodness that Jesus has for you. I really think this is spiritual warfare, so don't let yourself be troubled by your circumstances. Just remember that you're fighting a spiritual battle. Good morning, DAB. This is June calling from Maryland. I'm just calling in response to two prayer requests that came in or one prayer request and one comment. Uh, First of all, the dad of people on the waters, thank you so much for calling in to pray over your son, just even to think about that. And we do lift him up before God, uh, let him have all the blessings, protection, courage to do what God has put him to do, wisdom, discernment as he goes forth in this step of life. It is a step of life and it's a blessing to be able to be on it. It may be a little scary, but but we thank God that he's able to take this step and that he'll protect him and guide him in this step. But thank you, Dad, for calling in and being that awesome dad. Thank all the dads, all the men who stand up and call in uh, for prayer requests and to pray over their, themselves and their families, their spouses and their children and everyone in their community. Um, it's just a blessing to me to even hear it. I didn't grow up with the dad and I didn't grow up with male figures, positive role models around me like that. Um, and so it always warms my heart when I hear a man call in to pray for someone in his life. And secondly, uh, second of all, uh, someone else called in about, um, he didn't say leave his name, but he was saying he, as he goes through the Bible, he hears um, different characters speaking to him, Jesus, and then John, and he was saying it was kind of weird. And I don't think it's weird at all. I think it's showing your measure of growth and discernment. So um, that's what we're here for, to grow and grow closer with God. And you're not going to see all in one day, but every year we're going to listen, we're going to hear, we're going to grow. So let's just count it all joy and count it as a step in growth. Hi, this is Kelly from California. I'm sorry, but I've been I've been crying. I'm just, I feel so abandoned and alone. Uh, I mean, like I said, I lost Dorita. I I need prayers. I have a living aid that'll come and stay with me. That way my rent will go down. She won't go back up. And I also called my house if they can give me an extension. I need to... Uh, I feel like I'm in a bad depression. And, uh... <sighs> um, I just need prayer uh, for strength and endurance. I was even trying to listen to the Daily Audio Bible this morning, and I just was trying to focus, and I couldn't. So please, you gotta live in Long Beach, California. So if anybody is in Long Beach... California that listens, please uh, contact me uh, at sparkle.k2009 at gmail.com because I do need some more brothers and sisters in Christ close by. Thank you. God bless. Hello, family. This is Cohen for Christ calling for British Columbia. This is my first time calling in. Um, thank you, Brian, for this beautiful ministry. I'm just going to read a poem and ask for you guys to pray for my brother's mother-in-law who's in a coma right now searching for Jesus. So, this is called Psalm of Life. 
There's a tree growing on the banks of my holy river for the healing of my children, the balm of eternal life, a gift of its leaves. And I treasure you more than the life of my firstborn, my living water flowing forth to nurture every need. Come unto me, all you who are weary. Come and find rest in the shade of this tree. I am reaching out. My hands extend. I'm asking, would you join me? Take of my life, child, that you may live. There's no way of knowing if you cannot first trust. My love is enough to put to death all fear. Come unto me, all you who are weary. Come and find rest in the shade of this tree. Now, as we walk this riverbank hand in hand, together for all time, a garden grows surrounding us with every good thing a heart could want. These trees that we see are growing through surrender, that creation and creator be united for all of eternity. Come unto me, all you who are weary. Come and find rest in the shade of this tree.